You've found the Everything Apostolic Podcast. Delight your soul, feed your spirit, and sharpen your mind with anointed teaching and discussion on subjects such as faith healing, miracles, end-time prophecy, holiness, and everything that apostolics love. And now here's your host, pastor, author, blogger, and teacher, Charles Rodas. Have you been blessed and encouraged by everything apostolic? This is Brother Rodas. There's two ways you can support this ministry financially. Number one, you can go to charlesarodas.com and purchase one of our books. Or number two, uh, you can support everything apostolic for as little as 99 cents a month. There's a support link on each of our podcasts. Thanks for considering. Welcome to Everything Apostolic. Well, praise the Lord. This is Charles Rodas, your host. Excited to be with you today. I have a podcast that you're going to get excited about. And I am excited to bring it to you. Yes, yes, yes. Is God good? Thank God for the truth. Thank God that I've been baptized in Jesus' name. Thank God for the one God. Amen. His name is Jesus. Oh, and thank God for the good Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking with other tongues. So glad that I get to chat in your ear today. Thank you so much for just joining us on this podcast session. Well, I'm going to talk to you about this exciting subject, and I'm sure you're going to love it and you already appreciate it. And I'm going to give this to you. You've already read the title called God Manifest in the Flesh. That's what I'm going to talk about. I'm not going to go real deep. Amen. I'm going to keep this uh, session at about, give or take 30 minutes, a little bit more, a little bit less. See how it goes. Uh, There's a lot of scriptures on the subject. Of course, the subject of the God is is very deep, very high, vast. more scripture than we could ever cover throughout the Old and the New Testament, pointing to G, pointing at Jesus as the one God, Jehovah God of the Old Testament. Yes, Jesus is Jehovah. Jesus is the Jehovah God of the Old Testament. He's not a second God. He's not a third God. He's not the middleman, but he's the first and the last. Amen. He's the only wise God. He's the true God and eternal life. So let's go to one of my favorite scriptures and maybe yours too. If you're if you've ever done a study on this subject, we love 1 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 16. 1 Timothy 3.16. I'm going to read that passage. And without controversy, oh, there's no controversy. There's no argument about it. Great is the mystery of godliness. And then he stops. Paul the apostle stops. And then he begins to go on to explain the mystery. Now, 
many are teaching today that God cannot be understood. No, is any human mind going to fully and totally comprehend God in his fullness? No, no. But we have a whole lot of scripture that he has given us so that we have enough information to explain him, to understand him, and to worship him in spirit and what? Truth. Amen. If if we don't worship him in truth, we're not worshiping him at all. That's right. It's more than worshiping him in spirit. We've got to do that. We've got to be in the spirit. Amen. But we've got to worship him in truth. And if we don't worship him in this truth, sweetheart, we're not worshiping him at all. So let's continue. God was without controversy. Great was great is the mystery of godliness. And here we go with the revelation, the revelation of the mystery. God was manifest in the flesh. I'll read the rest of it. Justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, believed on in the world, received up into glory. But let me do something here. In case you never thought of this or you never heard this, I'm going to take that part of the scripture because it says God was manifest in the flesh. But let me use that those two words, God was, for the rest of this these points of reference as well. God was manifest in the flesh. God was justified in the spirit. God was seen of angels. God was preached unto the Gentiles. God was believed on in the world. God was received up into glory. Isn't that beautiful? Think about this. Let's take that first one. Let's take that mystery. Let's break it down. Let's break down the mystery. They're teaching out there. You can't understand it. It's a mystery. Isn't it something they try to tell you that God is three persons? Okay, that they're separate and distinct from one the other. They, they explain all of that. At least they try. And then they tell you nobody can understand it. it because it's a mystery. That doesn't even make sense. If it's a mystery and we can't under, uh, understand it, don't try to explain it to me. But the truth is, this mystery has been revealed. This mystery is broken down throughout the Old Testament. It's broken down throughout the New Testament. And yes, God wants us to know who he is. God was manifest in the flesh. Let's just talk about that for a little bit. Manifest, that word manifest in the Greek. I don't remember the Greek word there. I'm not Greek. Okay, so that's neither here nor there. But the, the that Greek word means, the word manifest means in the Greek, to make known. God was made known in the flesh. And it also means revealed. God was revealed in the flesh. When you're looking at that baby laying in the manger was just birthed by a young lady by the name of Mary, a virgin. And when they looked down in the face of that Christ child, they were literally looking into the face of God. Hallelujah. They were looking into the face of Almighty Jehovah of the Old Testament because that Jehovah God was manifest. <laughs> he was made known. He was revealed in the flesh. And there he is laying in the manger. 
swaddling clothes. Mary picks him up, feeds him, hands him to Joseph. Joseph holds him. Amen. Praise God. The shepherds came by to witness the child that was born of a virgin. The prophecy has come to pass. The Christ, God, manifests in the flesh. Man, that is so exciting to me. I love the subject. So, yeah, the word manifest means made known. It means revealed. So God, who? God, the invisible God, right? The invisible, omnipresent, all-knowing God, all-seeing, all-hearing, that God of the Old Testament that no one could look upon and live, what do he do? The Holy Ghost overshadowed Mary nine months prior, overshadowed Mary and said, you're going to, have, you're going to give birth to a baby. And he'll be called the Christ. Oh, she said, not so. <laughs> oh, she felt so unworthy. But praise God. God found favor in this young lady. And she is not to be worshipped like some are worshipping her and calling her the mother of God. She's not the mother of God. She was the mother of the sacrifice. She was the mother of the Son of God. Why? Because the Son was born. God was not born. The Son of God was born. But that son of God was God manifest in the flesh. Now, he was the son of God according to the flesh, but he was God manifest in the flesh according to the spirit. So because the spirit of God took upon himself the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. Oh, isn't that powerful? That's what the scripture says. So God was manifest in the flesh. He was made known. He was revealed. All right. So we have this almighty, invisible God manifest in the flesh. And this same God was justified in the spirit. This same God was seen of angels. When? Because the angels came to where Mary and Joseph and that Christ child were. The angels came. All right. And so he was seen. God was God, uh, in the flesh, was seen of angels, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles. When did God ever preach to the Gentiles? Well, he went to Samaria. He went to the Gentiles. He went to the Jews. He preached everywhere. He didn't reject anyone. All right. So he preached to the Gentiles. Who did? God, when he was manifest in the flesh. 1 Timothy 3, 16, God was believed on in the world. Who? When was God believed on in the world? Jesus walked around healing the sick, casting out devils, raising the dead. And what did it do? The Bible says that they believed on him there. They believed on Jesus. They believed on God that was manifest in the flesh. Oh, praise the Lord. A little bit more. God was believed on in the world. Yes, he was believed on in the world, and he was received. God was received up into glory. When? Tell me, tell me, tell me. When was God received up into glory? God, when? When his disciples, 11 disciples, after his resurrection from the dead, 
Jesus told those scribes and Pharisees, destroy this temple and in three days I will raise it up. He didn't say the first person is going to raise it up. He didn't say the third person is going to raise it up. He said, I'm going to raise it up. Why? Because he was God manifest in the flesh. Oh, praise God. Powerful, isn't it? Powerful. So when they were, the disciples were standing there on the Mount of Olives. Jesus was there with him. He had risen from the dead. We know Judas had committed suicide. So it was the 11 with Jesus. But before that, you know, the Bible says that after his rising from the dead, more than 500 of the brethren had seen Jesus. <laughs> Did you know that? Over 500 brethren saw Jesus after he had rose from the dead. Now we've got the 11 on the Mount of Olives. Jesus is giving them his last words. He said, Terry in Jerusalem, until you be endued with power from on high, these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall cast out devils, heal the sick. If they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall take up serpents. Oh, they shall cast out devils. Praise God. And he said, to baptize in my name. Hallelujah. Baptize in the name, that singular name of Jesus. And that's what we do. We baptize. Why? Because we know we know that the name of the Father is Jesus. The name of the Son is Jesus. Come on now. The name of the Holy Ghost is Jesus. Don't forget to share this. Praise God. Everybody needs to hear this message. We all need a good reminder once in a while. And all of a sudden, the feet of Jesus begin to lift up off the ground. Praise God. I could just imagine that right now as he goes up a few inches, a few feet, higher and higher, hundreds of feet. They're looking up, thousands of feet. Now they could barely see Jesus as he's departing into the clouds. And the 11 are looking and he just disappears into the clouds. But he said to them, I will come in such like manner back to you. And the prophecy of the Old Testament says that he will come back and he will return to the Mount of Olives. <laughs> Praise God. So yes, he will. God was manifest in the flesh. Praise God. Oh, yes, he was. He was justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, believed on in the world, received up into glory. I've got a lot more for you here, so don't go anywhere, but I want you to listen to this quick message here. Well, praise the Lord. I want to tell you about my newest book. Hey, this is September of 2022, and I just released, just published in Amazon and Kindle my ninth book, and I'm super excited to tell you, and it is the heartbeat uh, of my ministry and the greatest desire that I have, and the title of the book is How to Help Someone Receive the Holy Ghost. How to Help Someone Receive the Holy Ghost. I encourage you to go to Amazon, go to Kindle, get a copy, take a look at my new book. And of course, in Amazon, as you may know, you can always open that up and read a little bit in the book. So I encourage you to take a look at how to help someone receive the Holy Ghost. This is for the altar worker, the person that is passionate about helping people receive this wonderful gift. It's for the person that has that altar working 
uh, desire in his heart to, to help, help people be born again of the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. If that's you, if you're interested in this subject, well, take a look at the book. I believe my 40 years experience might have some great takeaways for you and uh, to be encouraged and walk in this ministry and to walk in this gift. All right. In Jesus name. So, yes, God was manifest in the flesh. And I'm going to go to St. John chapter 1. But I want you to think about this. I want to take that, that definition of that word manifest in the Greek. All right. We're going to take that word, which means made known. It means revealed. And I'm going to, going to give you an analogy. Okay. An easy analogy. Let's say you're standing next to me. <clears throat> I have something in my left left hand. My hand is closed. It's something small, of course. What is in my hand? All right, you don't know what it is. You don't know what's in my hand. That's like the invisible God. But that God said, I'm going to make myself known. I'm going to reveal myself. I'm going to manifest myself to the world. Hallelujah. And all of a sudden, I open my hand, and you see a quarter. <laughs> Watch it. I'm going to show you something here. You see a quarter in my hand. What did I do? <clears throat> I have revealed it to you. I have made it known to you. I have manifest the quarter to you. All right? That's what that Greek word means. It means to make known or reveal. But let's take that a little bit further. Let's take a look, take a look at that quarter. All right, and we can go to Colossians. All my, 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 we could just branch off, and I've got to stop because I'll never get done with the broadcast. I'll get hungry and die. I'll, you know, die of hunger. I'll be here so long. <laughs> oh, because we could never say it all about God. We could never. It would take, it would take, it, it would just take an infinite amount of time. But look at the quarter. Whose image do you see on the quarter? You see George Washington's image. And, Where's the scripture? I didn't think about pulling it up, but it says he is the express image of his person. Jesus is the express image. He's the image. He's the invisible image. He's the invisible, invisible that made be, that became visible. So when you look at the image on the quarter, the image is who? George Washington. Do we see George Washington? No, we just see his image. Praise God. When, when when we saw Jesus, when Jesus was there in that manger, did they see God the Spirit? No, but they saw his image. They saw the manifestation, what was made known, what was revealed. They saw God manifest in the flesh. So, powerful, isn't it? Powerful, I love it. So God was made known. Now, let's take this a little further. When Jesus lived his 30 years, right? Then he started his earthly ministry at about age 30. And we know about three and a half years, roughly, that he began to heal the sick, and cast out devils, raise the dead, drive away demons, do all types of miracles and signs and wonders and amazing things he did for those three plus years. He preached, he taught, 
He reached out to people. He touched the broken, the hurting. Oh my, he, he took those that were accused and he justified them. He took those that sinned and he forgave them. What an amazing God that was manifest in the flesh. And when he forgave the man that was brought down through the roof of the house and uh, before he raised him up off of his sick bed, he said, thy sins be forgiven thee. And they cursed Jesus. Some of them did and said, who can forgive sins but God only? <laughs> they didn't know what they were saying. That's right. Because he was God manifest in the flesh. That's why he could forgive sins. Praise God. And yes, only God can forgive sins. But when, but when you've got Jesus standing there, okay, as the manifestation of God, because the spirit became flesh, the invisible became visible. And then they looked upon Jesus as he hung upon the cross and the Roman soldiers would look up at him. The scribes would look up at him. The Pharisees would laugh and scoff. One soldier or, or, or one of the thieves on the cross, uh, he would rail against Jesus. The other said, don't forget me, Jesus, when you go into your kingdom. They looked at Jesus. The disciples looked at Jesus. John was there. Mary Magdalene was there. Mary, the mother of Jesus, was there. And they looked up into his face. And guess what? When they were looking into his face, as his head was hanging, his mouth was swollen, blood possibly coming out of his ears, his eyes puffy and swollen, and beaten, his beard was plucked, and blood was dripping from his limbs. His back was, was had just been scourged with that dreaded flagellon. Oh my! And when they looked up into the face of Jesus, they were looking into the face of Jehovah God, manifest in the flesh. Oh, somebody needs to praise him. Praise God. Praise God. Let's go to St. John chapter 1. All right. <clears throat> one and one. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. What was the word? The word was God. Let me prove that further to you by several more verses. I'm not going to read all of it. Just touching on some things here. Verse 3, all things were made by him. What? How many things? All things were made by him. Who's the him there? Remember that three-letter word, him. Who is him? He said, well, that's talking about God. It is, but it's talking about God manifest in the flesh. How do we know? Go to verse 10. He was in the world. Who was in the world? Jesus was in the world. Who was in the world? That baby that was born of a major. Oh, I just remember. Don't forget the verse in chapter 1 of Matthew, verse 23. And his name shall be called Jesus. That's verse 21. He shall save his people from their sins. And what is verse 23? His name shall be called Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. The name Jesus, amen, Emmanuel, as it says there, shall be interpreted as God with us. 
and the word Jesus. Do you know what the word Jesus actually means? Most people don't know what the word Jesus actually means. Go ahead and take a guess. Say something. Say something. Go ahead. I want to see if you know. The word Jesus means Jehovah. Uh-huh. Come on. Quote, Jehovah has become our salvation, unquote. Even the name Jesus reveals who and what he did that God was manifest in the flesh. That's right. The word Je- the name Jesus means Jehovah has become our salvation. Let's go back to John, John 1 and 10. He was in the world and the world was made by him. Whoa. The world was made by who? The hymn of verse 3, all things were made by him. The world, okay, the earth, the moon, and the sun, and all the planets, and the stars, and the galaxies, the, the darkness, and the light, the trees, and the grass, everything you see was made by him. All things were made by him. Then verse 10, he was in the world who was walking around in sandals, who lived 30 years as a man. Then at 30 years, he went into a ministry. And begin to do these such miracles. He was in the world and the world was made by him. Why? Because he was God manifest in the flesh. And the world knew him not was the last six words to that verse 10. Oh, I could go on. I'm going to go on a little bit more. All right. The world was made by him. Who was it made by? He that was in the world. Who was in the world? Jesus Christ was in the world. He was born of a virgin. 33 and a half years, he was in the world, and the world was made. He created the heavens and the earth, Genesis 1 and 1. Oh, hallelujah. One more passage, one more verse here before I move on. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten or born or birthed of the Father, full of grace and truth. And the word, the word, that word, what word? Genesis 1 and 1, in the beginning was the word, and the word was was with God, and the word was God. That's the word we're talking about, and the word was made flesh. Now let me show you something here. The word made, M-A-D. And the word was made flesh. The word made, M-A-D-E, it means to become something. It means to become something that was never before. God had never manifest himself in the flesh in this fashion before. Sure, we have the theophanies like with Jacob and the burning bush and all these different manifestations and things that God did. But we never had God born of a ver. never had. God speak that seed into a womb, and she gave birth to a baby, and we call his name Jesus, praise God, God manifest in the flesh. That had never happened before, and the word was made flesh. What? Made, never became flesh before. First time it ever happened. Never happened again. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. Who is that? Our Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, praise God. Praise God. Let me give you one more passage since you're you're sticking with me here. Oh, let's let's find Isaiah chapter 9. Can you guess where I'm going? Are you well versed in this? Maybe you know where I'm going next. Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. Like I said, this is a deep subject. It's a far subject. We could spend hours and hours and hours. But uh, I want to give you this a little bit today. 
Praise God. Isaiah chapter 9. God was manifest in the flesh. Verse 6. Isaiah 9 and 6. I love this verse, don't you? Do you know what I'm going to read? Isaiah 9 and 6. Can you quote it? For unto us a child is born. That's Jesus. Unto us a son is given to die upon a cross. He was given to die. That's right. He was, he was born to die. All right. And the government shall be upon his shoulder, Jesus. And his name shall be called. Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. But look at that phrase, his name shall be called. <clears throat> but it doesn't tell us there what his name is. Did you know the, 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 the word Jesus, J-E-S-U-S, is not in the Old Testament? Did you know that? Not in the Old Testament. Did you know that the word Jehovah is not in the New Testament? Did you know that it's not in the New Testament? Your King James Version Bible. That's the one I stick with. I look at other versions, but it's my primary source of study is the KJV. The word Jehovah is not in your New Testament. The word Jesus is not in the Old Testament because the Jesus of the the Jehovah of the Old Testament is the Jesus of the New Testament. He has a new name. We don't call upon the name of Jehovah. Acts 4.12, neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. What name is that? Verse 10 tells us the name is Jesus Christ. The name Jesus is the only name that we can call upon. But let's go back to Isaiah 9.6, and his name shall be called. It doesn't tell us here what his name is because it wasn't revealed. Oh, that's a good that's a good teaching too. I could go into that, but I won't now. Don't have time. One thing at a time here. And his name shall be called. Whatever his name is. See, Isaiah got this revelation. See, the prophets got bits and pieces of the revelation of God. And that's why you and I get to put it all together and make sense of it. That's right, we do, because we have all of the writings. We have the 66 books, almost 900,000 words in the Bible. Praise God. 39 what is it, 39 books of the Old Testament? And, all right. His name shall be called. Wonderful. We don't know the name Jesus at that time in the days of Isaiah when he's writing this, when God revealed it to him. But he probably thought, my, whatever this name's going to be, it's God is saying it's going to be wonderful. His name is wonderful. And don't you say that? Don't you say we pray for the sick and we see them healed? We, 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 we pray over the seekers and they receive the Holy Ghost. We baptize people in the mighty name of Jesus Christ and their sins are washed away. They're remitted. They're gone. They're clean from their sins. Oh, praise God. And so many miracles take place through that name. Again, it's not revealed here what the name is, but we know he said it shall be called. His name shall be called Wonderful. His name shall be called Counselor. His name shall be called the Mighty God. Who is Jesus? Is Jesus wonderful? You know he's wonderful. Has Jesus ever been your counselor? He has been my counselor. Oh, countless, an infinite amount of times he's been my counselor. Over 40 years I've been serving God, and he has been my counselor more than I could even tell, more than I could even know he's been my counselor. Is Jesus the mighty God? It says here his name shall be called the mighty God. Is Jesus the mighty God? You know we believe that. Jesus is the mighty God. He's not just a God. He's not a God among threes. He's not a middle God. He's not a portion of God. He's not one third of God. What kind of God is he? He is the mighty God. How many mighty gods do we have? 
we have one mighty God. In the Old Testament, they called him Jehovah, but in the New Testament, we call him Jesus. Oh, praise God. I feel the Holy Ghost. What a subject. The mighty God. His name shall be called the mighty God. And the, last, and the next one is the everlasting Father. Is Jesus the everlasting Father? Of course Jesus is the everlasting Father. What kind of father is he? Is he a part-time father? Is he a stepfather? <laughs> is, he, is, he a, is he a temporary father? No, he is the everlasting Father. He is the Father infinitely from the beginning to the end. Why? Because he's God manifest in the flesh. Jesus is the Jehovah God of the Old Testament. That's why he's the everlasting father. The name Jesus reveals him as his name shall be called, as Isaiah said, the everlasting father, the mighty God, the everlasting father. How long will Jesus be the father? He will always be the father. How long has Jesus been the Father? Jesus has always been the Father. How? Because he's God manifest in the flesh. <laughs> the mighty God, the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Now, if you've got peace in your life, it's because of the Prince of Peace. If you've got peace in your mind and peace in your soul, it's because of the Prince of Peace. And his name is Jesus. We know his name. His name is Jesus. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Well, I'm so glad to get to share with you today. I want you to do something for me. Uh, since this podcast session is nearing the end right now, but I want you to do three things, three things for me. The first one you're going to do for a lot of people. You're going to share this podcast, whatever platform, if it's Spotify, wherever you're listening to this podcast, share it Okay, on your favorite social media. If you possibly can, text it to somebody, share it because somebody needs to hear this truth. Somebody's going to be blessed. Share this teaching today. What I said today is not about right. I was exactly right, perfectly correct in what I shared with you today about God being manifest in the flesh. So please share this today. Also, give it five stars. Give it five stars if you possibly can. If you feel it's worthy, give it five stars and give it, ring that bell. Touch that bell there so you'll be notified. You'll hear a little bell when my next podcast opens up and is available to you in the next few days or week, whenever that is, and you'll hear my podcast and you'll have an opportunity and be reminded that I just created a brand new podcast. I don't want you forgetting about me. All right. I want you to be involved and be part of this. So share it, give it five stars and ring the bell. I will so, so appreciate that. I've got one more important message to you. Please listen and thank you so much for listening to Everything Apostolic. This is Brother Rodis. Thank you for listening to the Everything Apostolic Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and leave a rating and review for it as it provides tremendous feedback to this ministry. Don't forget, more resources are available at www.charlesarodis.com. There you will find Pastor Rodis's books, and also the newsletter and a free gift when you subscribe to the newsletter. Until next time, be blessed in Jesus' name.